You should think about it. Take a second. Matter of fact, you should take four, B, and think before you fuck with little skateboard P. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Continue podcast. <laughs> that I think that might have been the best yet, honestly. Is that yeah? Like yeah. I wanna, I wanna keep, I wanna up the game forever. That was really good. I wanna, I wanna up the game. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast, everybody. This is episode 123 of a show that spiritually is about video games. <laughs> <laughs> that was before it was saved. Uh, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and well. Sometimes I wear a smoking jacket in the dark. With me are my two favorite people in the known world. Uh, we have Susan Art. Susan, how are you? Uh, I am no longer exceptional. I'm now just severe. <laughs> I don't know what that's a reference to. It's... And I, ho- I hope you just came up with it on your own because no, it's fucking sadly, tight. No, sadly, sadly no. Uh, so, uh, uh, where I live in Texas had not had rain for 67 days. <laughs> and then had 10 inches of it in two. So, uh, we went from being in a state of exceptional drought to just severe. Which is, like, infrastructure is very good at handling that, I'm sure. You know, actually, it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, not dry. The heat that went with it, less so. But yeah, just the the dryness factor. Yeah, actually, not a problem. I wish so badly that I could bring Philip K. Dick back to life so that he could see what a climate change dystopia looks like Mm. and him just being like, this is way worse. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Dick, come look at the internet. And then he looks at the internet and he's like, this is way worse. Like, whoa, what is wrong with you people? It's so much worse than I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, Phil, I'm sorry. The Three Stigmata of Palmer Eldritch wasn't that good a book. Uh, <laughs> it's not. It's not great. It's not great. There's a reason that it's only his novellas that have been turned into mm. movies and stories that people adore. Uh, Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts, what do you think of the apocalypse? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it, it's slow and droning and way less interesting than all of the movies would lead me to believe. It's also it's, way dumber. It's, it's not just, extreme. It's it just is severe. Way dumber. It's, yeah, just it's not exceptional. It's just severe. It's, it's yeah. just severe. Yeah, I, I will say. Uh, I do enjoy living on the West Coast, if only because I get to wake up and experience an entire news cycle within the 30 seconds that I'm Mm. waking up. (laughs) It's much more efficient that way. It's so great. You get it all out of the way before you even brush your teeth. Uh, I'm referring to the fact that apparently... uh, Amazon was going to buy EA and then not buy EA... um, 
Which I imagine if you woke up on the East Coast, that all happened in real time. I got it within two tweets, like right next to each other. It, it both <laughs> was and wasn't happening. Amazon's uh, tr- buying EA. Nuh-uh. Yeah, no. tr- trust me, Dave. I, I got up at 7 a.m. and my text messages just from friends <laughs> had given me, like, I got like, boom, 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 boom. Uh <laughs> Like I woke up and looked, and it was like Amazon bought EA. Amazon's not buying EA. Apple's buying EA. EA. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I can't. I can't imagine. Like, can you imagine Apple looking at like the the? Think about the investment that is. This is going to keep our anger flame alive as well. (laughs) Just the just the sheer investment of marketing resources it's going to take next year to get over the FIFA hump because it's no longer going to be called FIFA and it doesn't fucking matter because everybody knows the product but it doesn't it also does matter and they're gonna have to spend oh no it matters it matters you're gonna have to spend a billion dollars being yeah. like it's fifa it's just not called fifa yeah and you're gonna yeah, have to yeah, do Konami. it in india you're gonna have to do it in china mm-hmm. you're gonna have to do it in russia but nobody cares who ea fucking, is you're gonna have to do it everywhere and how why, are you gonna make all your ults why isn't it fifa anymore it's not FIFA, FIFA anymore because FIFA is a a literal mob. Like the, the organization, <laughs> oh, right. FIFA is an organized crime syndicate. Allegedly, allegedly, uh, please allegedly. Don't. Oh, forgive me, forgive me, FIFA. Uh, come after our Patreon bucks, FIFA. Uh, you fucking <laughs> you you shitty Euro trash Jimmy Cons. Uh, anyway. FIFA are an organized crime unit, allegedly, <laughs> and they have been waiting for, I think the contract with yeah. EA was like 15 years long. Oh. And the contract ended and FIFA's like, you're going to give us all the money, EA. And EA's <laughs> what like- What is that accent? Exactly. Like, it's just like they're like. <laughs> Nondescript European yeah, they're, accents. They're, they're in one northern. It's a tracksuit Euro- accent. <laughs> it's a tracksuit accent. Like, it's a placeless, only one rich person lives there nation in northern yeah, it's, Europe. Yeah, it's a tax haven. Yeah, Trust. off the it's, coast. It's, it's, they're back. Like, You're France. going to give us all the money. And EA is like, look, I don't know what that is, uh, but you don't make any money without us. Like, we are your yeah. money. We make is, the game. That's broadly true. Like, FIFA, the only other sort of lucrative entity that FIFA has is the World Cup, and the World Cup isn't every year. So yeah, it's right, just like, right. go fuck yourselves. We'll, we'll take our game elsewhere, to which FIFA responded, we'll make our own game! And with, it'll have blackjack and hookers! Uh, and no, I, I made that part up. Um, I mean... I wouldn't be terribly surprising. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. Because they just—I mean—they have the game. They just don't have to call it FIFA. But you're right. They are going to have to do a lot of consumer education because people who do not pay attention to this stuff—and why would they—are just going to be like, "Well, where's the FIFA game this year? Where's Ultimate Team?" So, have you heard of Harvest Moon? Okay. So that <laughs> team now makes Story of Sea. Anyway. Yeah. No. It's exact. It's exactly. Yeah. That. You have to yeah. hand out pamphlets to people. And it's just the the headache, the headache of that. And like, 
you know, not well, no, let's get in the business weeds. Let's let's now release the flame very quickly. Because <laughs> I you guys the anger have been playing ball. You guys have been playing good games. Let's take our anger spirit ball. Goku has collected all the anger from all the spirits in the world, and now he kills kind Frieza. I don't know how this anger metaphor extends. But uh, so the Gamescom thing is related sort of to this sort of business thought. I wanted to just, before we even talk about the things that were announced, everybody listening to this and everybody on this podcast can agree that Gamescom opening night live was the shittiest thing since Summer Games Fest, which was the shittiest thing since the Game Awards. Now look, we talked earlier this year on this show about the cowardice of the Game Awards and Jeff Keighley's moment to say certain things. And, you know, all that's true. Uh, It is very cowardly. Gamescom opening night live continue to be cowardly. The whole, here's a game from... A French developer, like yeah, a certain right. The the, the in the moment math of being like, I'm not even going to say Quantic Dream. Let's see if they notice. They'll always notice, man. That's the logo's Um, right there. It's right there. But oh, oh, also, yeah, you know the Hogwarts trailer. Oh boy, oh boy. So all of that, I want to just for the people listening to this show, give you a little bit of context about this. The developers behind these games and all games that are currently in production at every level of this industry, the producers working on those games, most of the people working at the publishers or labels or wherever, the marketing teams, they don't like this either. They don't. Mm. They don't want to be doing this. But here's the deal. They don't control the money. Yeah. They have nothing to do with the money. And at the end of the day, we talked about this last time at during the Game Awards fiasco, money is what drives it all. And so just to let everyone know at the micro scale, every single game developer out there knows that Nintendo fucking got it right when they created the Nintendo Direct. It's the way to communicate these things. You do it compact, you do it targeted, and you do it consistently. Mm -hmm. It's a really good way to communicate. And then you do the Treehouse Live to do the longer developer-focused interviews and showcases. But here's the deal. It's not very expensive to make a Nintendo Direct-style production and to make it really good. It's really not. But the people that control the money will say, how much does it cost to make a direct style production? And you could say, eh, $3,500. And they'll say, I'll give you this moldy tangerine and a bag of dice that spell out the words, fuck you. What can you make with that? And then they say, uh, I guess we could do it for $3,000. And then the people with the money say, I'll give you 1500 You have to take the dice that say fuck you or you're fired. Mm. And then they take their $1,500 and you know what you can get with that proverbial cash? You can get a spot in Keeley's lineup. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Keeley's doing the best he can. It's a one-man operation. He doesn't have a lot of money for this in the grand scheme of things either. 
The 800-pound gorilla, the ESA, that had E3 for all these years, they used to have all the money, but then all the publishers with the money realized that they don't have to spend that money. So nobody wants to spend any cash at all. And so that's how you end up with a dreary, tedious, never-ending string of commercials for Space Marines. Yeah. And maybe Randy Pitchford will show up dressed like a fucking Batman. He'll, like, dude, he, I don't he'll, know. T- he'll take whatever you got. Like, that's... He, yeah, he'll, he's not picky. He's not picky. And, like, that's what's available. So that's it. I just wanted to put that out there. Uh, Susan, how much of... Gamescom opening night live. Did you watch live? Did you all of it? All of it. You yeah. went the distance. I did. I I watched all of it. Cared about next to none of it. Mm-hmm. Because and we were talking about this in the continue podcast Discord, which you can access for a <laughs> monthly donation. <laughs> Patreon.com slash continue podcast five dollars. Uh, here's my problem with this, and and. And I'm not sure how to solve this particular problem because I I believe in middleware, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, a wide swath of developers uh, making higher profile games and, and certainly games that want to look realistic or or semi-realistic like dragons aren't realistic but you, you know what I mean when, when I say they like want to the make double A kind of games, right? Correct. Double and triple A games use Unreal. They use Unreal because there is no point in trying to make your own game engine if you don't have to. It's an incredible engineering undertaking just to make it, have it work, and then maintain it. Forget about it. Your time and resources are better spent doing other things. Game developers and publishers have figured this out. This is why they so many of them. This is this is why Respawn uses a different engine than the one that EA has in house. <laughs> also, <Yeah. laughs> so, but inevitably, and I support that because you know it is dumb. It is dumb to reinvent the wheel just because. Well, especially mm-hmm. like if you're an independent developer who doesn't have money. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it makes everything look and feel the same. Mm-hmm. All the characters move the same. The lighting is the same. The shininess is the same. Everything looks much of a muchness because it's all used. It's all made using the exact same tools. So that I don't even know what the name of the game was because the name wasn't amazing and the game looked like Forspoken. That one where they were sliding on the sand. Oh man, and, I literally don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's some, it looks. I mean, it's fine. It's third person, and there's a girl, and she's got some armor, and and they <laughs> they, they slide on sand, and then there was a dragon, and they. And I don't still know. Still not narrowing it down. Yeah, still right? not narrowing it this down. Was, and I'm like, is this forespoken? Did they just not go with the same kind of, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer esque monologuing? Is that? Oh no, it's a different game. Okay, all right. And it it just it makes me tired. Yeah. And so it, it's so rare for me to see anything at this point that is distinct enough mm-hmm. for me to remember it. Like, am I interested in playing uh, uh, Life of P or Lies of P rather? <laughs> 
The, no, I'm the not. Ga- the game that 2010 forgot. It's like, so I have okay. I want I want to play that game because I have to know. Yeah, <laughs> but that's but like, really that's it. the exact same thought you have when EA announces Dante's Inferno. <laughs> exactly, it is a very very much a very old fashioned thought. I looked at that like that's where I stopped watching when Lies of P happened because yeah. the three of us were texting, and I didn't say you it nailed time. it. You nailed it with your text, man. Wait, 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 what did I say at the time? How I does this remember. not have American McGee's name on it? Yes, yeah, was, that's correct. Yes, I, that, it, I was like, this game feels like it's making fun of American McGee, but it's earnest, and that is, that's mortifying. It's mortifying for everybody involved. I, I, like, I don't know, man. I, like, so... <laughs> I, I, I have Go a theory. Ahead, just yeah. the, 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 the similarity isn't just the similar engine though i do think that that is a part of it i think that any publisher who does have a distinct identity is doing their own show also true yes that yes this is like because in a lot of ways like the keely shows are kind of the leftovers especially Mm -hmm. from like summer summer game the keelys are the basic bitch games yes yes because like capcom has their own presentation square enix Mm -hmm. has their own presentation yeah every one of these places that has their own brand identity is doing their own thing and then everyone else who doesn't like the uh the embracer group or whatever this is where they end up and so you get all of the games that are just like we made a third person action adventure open world game starring a woman with armor and there's a dragon and yeah like and then you're just like this is this is everything else that's already made like a really good point i turned on the stream because I, I'd forgotten it was happening, and so I came in late, and it was a Lords of the Fallen yeah, sequel. The Lords of the... And I was like, oh my god. This is what it's come to? Yeah. This is this is the barrel we're scraping here? Like... like not only is it ca- not called Lord... Like, not only is it a sequel to Lords of the Fallen, they are calling it The Lords <laughs> of the Fallen. It's just... It's a bummer. I, <laughs> look... I like Susan you're you're really you are right about the unreal factor the the thing is is we in the post unreal engine 3 era like when we got to about 2005 and it became so cheap and so effective to use unreal as you know a de facto engine just because of the sheer cost of developing high definition assets uh you know, uh, like we we faced this problem at every generational turn before, because eventually Unreal games started to look really interesting and distinctive, at in like 2014 on the they, Xbox 360 they, and They stopped looking 3. so wet. They yeah. stopped. <laughs> they stopped looking like an Arby's sandwich, and you know, finally had some like people figured out how to give things a little bit of a visual identity. Things like three D dot game heroes. They didn't look like a wet slab of beef. Um, but then Unreal Engine four came out, and it's like, oh fuck, we got to do this all over again, and now we got to do this all over again. But like, I, I look at Capcom, who spent who almost bankrupted themselves making the RE engine. Mm. But the investment in making that technology 
has paid off dramatically over the past seven years because they have created something that is like you know it's like the quake like uh what is it id tech 2 yeah or id tech 3 that powered quake and i mean that code is still fucking like, in call of duty yeah, to this yeah. day and like if you inv like if you are a if you are in the business of making double a and triple a games it, for the same reason you should be spending the fucking money to market your creations in a space that isn't the fucking, mm -hmm. you know, the Ponderosa salad bar that is the Jeff Keeley show. Nice. You, you should nice. be fucking spend like yeah, it is the old country buffet, kids. Like spend the money in your own technology because you look at what Capcom has done with the RE engine powering monster hunter resident evil now yeah. street fighter a fucking new ghosts and goblins game and none of that shit looks alike it's all totally distinctive but they made a versatile pliable technology base that and it's highly scalable with. too like it works as well on switch as it does on high-end pcs like yeah just great it's, it's it's worth it at this at this level it is I, but like I don't know man you're also not gonna like <laughs> yeah the technology powering everything at the ga Gamescom opening night live is the wet beef show all over again <laughs> but the level of creativity is also the wet beef show I was I was about to say that like I I do not blame any studio for not making an investment in an engine right. because man that's a huge lift and it may not pay off and and you're you're making a huge gamble that you know seven eight years from now this thing will still be you know paying dividends and and i don't think you can guarantee that or, mm -hmm. anymore maybe maybe once upon a time you could the odds were better but i don't think that's necessarily it, true it, anymore are you nintendo you're probably right. not nintendo <laughs> right but ju just the lack of ideas yeah. well, is just depressing to yeah, me. Yeah, the lack of ideas and like how formulaic every trailer is now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it's just it's all everything's so po-faced. Everything yeah. is so like we have to have our serious, slow like rendition of a popular eighty song. Yeah. Or like in the Lords of the Fallen's case, they just got Mother by Danzig, which is a choice. I thought it was a great choice. Yeah. I thought it was really great. But still, like the whole the the trailer itself is just like grim so dark fantasy numbers. people. It's, Everything it's, is gray and black, and like you're just a dude in armor beating the shit out of demons. It, yeah, it, it it's one. It was one of those moments where I was like, "Am I just getting old?" And like game like games that are being made now just don't appeal to me and it's like that's one thing right like i'm not like i'm not the target audience for fortnite i recognize that it is like a fun game people enjoy it there's something there i'm not i'm just old and set in my ways it will never be for me or is this actually like just a void of creativity uh and both are true yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it is and I and I am not suggesting for a second that developers are void of creativity. I think creativity isn't getting cash. Yeah. 
It's not getting greenlit because the people, the money hats are like, oh, I'm sorry. If I take a risk, there might not be quite as many zeros in my paycheck. Ergo, we will make the safest thing possible because I want to watch my personal numbers go up. And and Susan, to that end, for anybody who, you know, is along with us for the ride that is this conversation, if you want to know why consolidation is bad, this is why consolidation is bad. There is ample evidence in our moment at the end of a decade, decade and a half, when independent developers were having a, an opportunity to flourish. And now even entities like Devolver, our precious, precious Devolver, are getting bought up and uh, yeah. acquired by larger hungry beasts this is fucking what happens. And we've learned this lesson before. What happened to PopCap when fucking old oh. Ricketiello bought him in 2008? What do you think fucking happens? This is what happened. They stop they making the things that you like. They stop making the things that they like. So, uh, you know, I... On the... I don't know, guys. Like, it's cyclical. Like, yeah. yeah, it's cyclical. This is, I, I, I made the joke like, oh, you know, Gamescom Live, it's 2013's Revenge. But like, you know, we've been in a dark moment for the art form like this in the past and things spruced it up. I don't know what's going to get it out of it, get us out of it this time. I don't know. Yeah, if I was, I was going to say like in the sun are going to kill us before we get out of it. It's cyclical, but it also feels like it gets a little bit worse with every cycle. Yeah. 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 It it, it does. It until, does. Until Roland decides to save Stephen King from a car accident and then ascend the <laughs> duct. That is the best reference, Dave. Dave, I have known you for seven years, and that was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Susan's very confused. That's he. That was a deep, deep, dark tower reference. Oh, <laughs> that was like a like seven layers deep dark tower reference. Uh, and I am amazed by it. Um, <laughs> that almost derailed me entirely by how magical that was. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I here here are, here are things that I think are reasons to be hopeful. One, I'm not saying the Steam Deck specifically, but the technology the Steam Deck represents is a good thing. Uh, m- more people are going to be able to access pc games very very cheaply Mm. and uh they're going to be able to do it on really cool hardware that's just going to go into their pocket um well and you gotta have jinko jeans you gotta gotta have have jinko jeans now but like in a few years it could be stussy corduroys uh (laughs) we're headed there we're, we're we're going in the right direction i i do think that the 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 benefit of these technology solutions is the fact that like you know with the lowering cost of good portable pc architecture a lot of people are going to be able to like make really cool shit and get it to people directly yeah well like and like we talked about earlier this year like me discovering vampire survivors a game that right. cost three dollars that yeah. some guy just kind of made on a lark 
and it's become the biggest thing on Steam this year. Like, yeah, and, and that was at an Achilles show. Yeah, and that rules. Yeah. That rules. Um, that said, uh, I I don't know if we ever get back to a place where like you can be like un like unequivocally excited about like a PlayStation or an Xbox like console experience. I think. I think we are nearing the moment where the economics of playing at that level is going to make it impossible to make those things distinctive in any way, shape, or yeah. form. Yeah. But we'll have Nintendo until there is no more Nintendo. Like... And Playdate! And we'll have... Yes. Yeah, and Playdate! Like, like more shit like the Playdate is going yeah. to happen. More and more and more of it. And that's great. But, like, if you're a person who really longs for the days of the massive AAA spectacle that is still like fascinating I got bad news things like Final Fantasy 7 Remake are polar bears and all those ice flows are melting kids Um, oh well you know it was it was never sustainable no (laughs) (laughs) it it was cool it was I'm glad I was there but nah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no nah, dog no nah, dog <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys have you guys ever watched a, a show that was previously on hbo max until horrible disgusting rich people took it over and they got rid of summer camp island do you guys hear the show no. summer camp island there's a very adorable animated show that i loved and uh one of the very first episodes is uh these all these kids are on a magical summer camp it's run by witches and in this episode the kids are hanging out with the monsters the monsters are really friendly people and they're scared of the witches because the witches don't have any boundaries or always taking care of them and the like the witches want to have the monsters over for a tea party and the monsters are like no we don't want to do that we don't trust them and one of the kids is like no come it'll be fun and they go and the witches turn them all into babies and at the end of the episode when the monsters have been turned back into themselves the the, the witch say we're really sorry we hope you'll trust us again in the future <laughs> and one of the monsters goes oh honey no we'll never trust you again <laughs> <laughs> So I, 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 with with AAA video games, like yeah, I part of me is always like, well, maybe it'll come back around, and then the other goes, oh, honey, no, oh, no, <laughs> no. no, oh, honey, no, you know that, <laughs> but there is cult of the Ma- lamb. There's cult of the lamb. There's okay, there's, but but there's I, it looks cute. I don't. It- <clears throat> Susan, I don't even know how this game plays. I just okay. know that everybody likes it, and I know it looks cool. It does. Okay, the look of it is phenomenal. Great look, great sound. However, I played it on Nintendo Switch. I had, and it bugged out. It has a game-breaking bug. This is this is a known bug. I had to start the game over six times <laughs> before I finally got a build. Where I and it because it's just luck. It's because uh, various events in the game, uh, in the tutorial section of the game, are occur randomly. They will all happen because they're part of the tutorial. But when they happen and what else has already happened is somewhat randomized. So, oh well, it can happen to you that <laughs> you get stuck in a point where you cannot possibly proceed in the game. 
Once you get past the tutorial section, you're fine. Is this only in the Switch version, or is it all versions? All of all of the versions of the game have bugs of some kind. This particular one I'm talking to is only in the Switch version. I like, man. Is how does something like that ship? Is that just I a pandemic know. boo-boo? Is I that... don't. I don't. I do. I think I it's genuinely do not know. This. I mean, the Switch has been like it feels like like everyone has to target it because the Switch is still selling like gangbusters, yeah. right? But it feels like. It is becoming harder and harder to make a game that works well on it anymore. Mm. Yeah, mm. and the load times are... Mm, I mean, they're not good on... Uh, uh, my husband's been playing it on the PS5. He has had not a single problem, not once. Mm. Uh, the The loading times are bad on PS5, but on, on Switch, they're bad. Um, so, the game. You are literally... A lamb. You are the last lamb, in fact. You are sacrificed at the beginning of the game by uh, four elder gods who are like, okay, here's the deal. This is, a, this is a Moses situation here, right? The one who waits uh, can be resurrected with a sacrifice. But if we sacrifice you first, that can't happen. We'll be safe. So, sorry, lammy. Sucks to be you. You die. The one who waits, who is death, by the way, is like, tell you what, I'm going to resurrect you. You're going to start a cult in my name. You're going to kill the four other gods and pay- and pave the way for my return. And you're like, yeah, I. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So half the game is uh, running your cult. It's, it's, it's kind of Animal Crossing-esque in that you need to provide places for your cult members to sleep. You need to take care of them when they're sick. You need to provide enough food for them. And you have to attend to their spiritual needs by giving sermons and and having <laughs> having rituals. And how do you do, how do you do how like what do you do when you give a sermon? That's fucking awesome. Oh, well, you obviously your eyes run blood red, you oh, okay. levitate into the air. And uh, it's very, oh, and they're like, yay, a sermon. And you run, then there's different rituals that you, that you can perform. What are you, what are you doing? Or is it like, is oh, it just, just commands? You it's just, just hit a command. A. All right. Yeah, it's just you just hit A. It's fine. Uh, so that's, that's half the game is this sort of cult management. Uh, you will occasionally get a cult member who dissents. <laughs> and who starts who starts speaking out against you? Oh, you so you have to. That. You, you got to figure out how to deal with that. And along the way, you will. And I can never. They're not edicts. They're the rules of your cult. You will have the opportunity to unlock rules for your cult in a in a variety of different categories. Like for example, uh, are are they cannibals? Or are, or, or are they not? Do they not like that? Are they are they horrified by death, or are they like yum lunch? Like this is these are the rules you can set up for uh, for your call. The other half of the game is the roguelike part, and that's where you go into one of four different dungeons, and they the the boss at the end is one of the four elder gods. Sure. And you will go through you you are working your way to. Th- through three mini bosses, and then the final one is is the Elder God, and it's a combat. It's it's a little dungeon run where you're 
collecting treasure and 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 artifacts and stuff but it's just it's very um it's very hades-esque cool in in that regard uh and just like as in hades you can get kind of screwed by the random number generator because if the weapons that you're given are like for example the hammer really really powerful but very very slow so if you happen to end up being given a hammer at the start of a dungeon that has incredibly fast enemies, you're probably going to die because it's, mm. you know, you're swinging and they're all the way on the other side of the screen. So the, the weapon and the special attack that you are given at the beginning of a dungeon, just dumb luck. You is, can, any, is any of that persistent? Like Hades where like nope. you can have like, oh, that sucks. No, what, what you can do is, what is persistent is you can unlock higher level weapons hmm. so you know you'll, you'll start each run with a with a better quality of weapon it does more damage but the flavor of weapon is completely randomized um and you their permanent things are things like uh, unlocking more health um that's really about it because there's these fleeces you can unlock but they serve to make the game harder so that's for the oh i've already beat the game three times and i'm bored okay well then <laughs> Great. Give give your enemies <laughs> double the health and you have. Fine. Hmm. Knock yourself out. That kind of thing. Is it so, am I missing this sounds like a real mixed bag. Am I misinterpreting that? Um the the two halves are so the problem is a lack of balance. Yeah. Y- you will have done everything there is to do in the cult before you've finished all the combat. Hmm. More than likely. More than likely. Maybe I'm just either particularly bad at the combat or particularly good at running the sim. I don't know. <laughs> You're but really I had, good at running a cult. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really good at managing my cult members. Well, I purposefully kept it uh, pretty pretty small because I'm like, <laughs> I want to make sure everybody's fed. Everybody has a nice house to live in. They're all like I and I made the rules to the benefit of of like okay well this will keep, you can get married that's nice we'll have funerals for people when because they, they're your cultists can die of old age mm. so uh, you know I'll, we'll have funerals so you can say goodbye to your loved ones of course absolutely I'm a very nice cult leader I have to say it's a very charming little cult um, so yeah I, I I ran out of stuff to do. And I had maxed out. So your cultists give you faith. Faith is a resource. And you use faith to uh, make things in your cult or or upgrade abilities and and stuff like that. Um, I had bought everything there was to buy with faith. Once you've done that, they give you money. Mm. All of the faith that you would earn, now you have uh, basically an unlimited source of cash. So now I'm just like buying stuff. I'm like, okay, now I guess I'll just buy everything you can buy in the game because money is unlimited for me. So the, the economy part of it was is is it's a little broken. How long uh, did that take just to like to get there? Twelve to fifteen hours. Oh, that's that's substantial then. Oh, like, for sure. That's, oh, that's for a sure. Rich, yeah, that's a full game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, no question. It's just the two halves of the game don't sync up. Mm. Like I was done dealing with my cult, and I and I still had you know one one and a half elder gods to kill. This so. is a like I would not have expected to make this link based on the aesthetic differences between them, but it sounds 
you know, kind of structurally very similar to Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. It is, yes. It sounds very structurally yes. similar, mm-hmm. but that game is very, very elegant in the way it sort of interweaves these two elements of being yeah. like, here's a simulator, here are the action parts that that simulator leads to. It's it just like, this doesn't sound like two la- like you know interwoven systems. It sounds no. like two completely separate games that really have nothing to do with each other. That is That is correct. They're both good. Mm. And they do both influence each other, but there's a whole lot of the game that you can kind of safely ignore. Like there's a there's a, a little mini game of um, you can come across these. The guy who was who ran the cult before you, uh, and and who works you through the tutorial, um, invites some of his friends over to play dice, and so you you learn this dice mini game against him, and he's he's your tutorial. And then there are three more opponents, three or four, uh, to play against, and they are increasingly more difficult. And you get a reward the first time you beat them in this minigame. Okay, great. So you do that, and that's done. Now you can completely ignore that section of the game. There's another section. The entire reason it exists is for you to gain access to one specific ritual, which is... Uh, you, you, one of the dun- each of the dungeons has a different theme. One is uh, forest themed, and each of the dungeons has a different uh, resource that gets used in the camp. The first one, it's these flowers, and you use these flowers to build specific things in the camp. Then after that, it's mushrooms. It's hallucinogenic mushrooms. The entire reason this other section of the map exists is so a wacky dude can teach you a ritual to make all of your cult members high as fuck. And they're brainwashed. (laughs) They're brainwashed for like three days and uh, their faith in you will not drop at all while they're brainwashed. (laughs) Yeah. But once you get that, you never have to return to that section of the game. So there's lots of really good ideas happening in it. Hmm. But it, it, it lacks that ele- elegance is a really great word for uh, Sukuna or Hades, yeah. even. Um, yeah. It's just not quite on par there. Dave, are you playing this game at all? You, this this seems to like fall into the the indie realm that you dabble in. Yeah, with no, some it's frequency. it's one that it's one I want to play. Um, it's just I don't know. I just haven't picked it up yet. But no, like the 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 sim aspect of like I'm a sucker for any game that like gives you a town or something to like build over the course of the game like i mean like one of my favorite games even as like janky as it is is brave friends musashi because the idea is that like you go out into the dungeons and you rescue people and those people that you rescue will like give you stuff or unlock upgrades or help you complete other quests or things so like it's cool to see like that that part of it is good like so does interacting with the cult portion like does that give you weapons and items and stuff that you use to make the dungeon crawling easier or is it so it's it's faith faith helps you uh the the faith that you get directly from sermons levels you up specific levels those levels let uh unlock things like better weapons uh curses more health the faith that you unlock outside of that you can level up your cult members 
as they as, the more they love you and uh, <laughs> they they go up in levels and every time they gain a new level they give you a piece of the the, the, the it actually looks like the commandments the, the stones from the ten commandments there's three pieces to each stone from the ten commandments and every time you make one of those stones you get to unlock one of the uh, one of the rules for your cult and that makes it easier for you to run the cult okay Honestly, this sounds kind of like m- more like a reverse act raiser in I a way. I was just going to say that's so funny you should say that, Dave. Because I was say, Susan, I want you like just put put this on your like wish list because I, I don't know what it sells for on Switch right now. But act raiser rebirth, okay. throw this in there because I think that you would like that game a lot. Okay, it's, it's not as charming as uh as this and when you start playing it you're gonna be like why the fuck did anthony tell me to buy this saturn game that came out 25 years too late because it really looks like a saturn game but it is uh the the balancing of sim elements and an action game is fucking awesome uh Hmm. and it is it is a little bit more you know it's just it's not funny uh, and the story, yeah, like, you just, and it's you like it's story. it's more simplistic because it like that that's a remake of a Super Nintendo game, and that Super Nintendo game like there is depth, but it is very much like like it's a kind of game that you can beat in six hours. Like they stretch yeah. it out a little bit on the remake, but it is very much like okay, like direct your your people to different areas to build and then you're in this this hover like you hover above as the as this little angel person that like shoots off monsters and like <laughs> it, your interactions are like really limited you basically just go like yeah. okay you build here um i don't know have, did you play act razor susan i don't know no, no i, I okay. thought it was a shooter <laughs> okay yeah see like that's the thing it like in like act razor 2 uh, by shooter, is, I mean the Super Nintendo definition yeah, of yeah, shooter. Yeah, like it's, a shmup, it's like a yeah, shmup. It, shmup. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so yeah, like it is a overworld like God Sim game, and then in order to progress, you have to basically beam down as God into a statue that comes to life for these side-scrolling stages where you just destroy enemies and fight bosses and stuff. And yeah, the idea is it. that like as you're helping people they give you spells they give you health upgrades they give you magic and stuff that you can use to make those side scrolling levels easier again like it's it's it has that same problem though that cult of the lamb has where it feels like it kind of feels like two separate games that they just went yeah mush. Yeah. here here's here's the difference though is the original is very mushy like that the remake is way better at integrating them because oh, the yeah. remake the remake changes all of this in a really weird way because instead of it just being like my lord the bounty of this year's harvest has allowed us to build more roads to celebrate your splendor it's now as you cultivate like you reclaim the land from satan essentially you are commanding your people to build resources and then there are moments when like the armies of hell will attack and it turns into an almost tower defense-esque strategy game. Yeah, and you find heroes that you can level up and like they'll yeah. they have like special powers and stuff that you can direct around the map. It's really interesting what they it's, did to that game. Um, it's weird that Cult of the Lamb 
like came out so shortly after the remake of act razor because I, I i don't think that was even a full year ago at this point no that was october 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 32nd yeah uh around that. yeah uh, yeah i like would you how much is this game i think it's like 20 25 26 bucks 25 that's it's, substantial it it has a lot going for it. That said, there are some things that it, on the sim side, where it is lacking, that is just like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, for example, <laughs> so your cult members will uh, a- a- occasionally make a request of you. Hey, great leader, uh, please murder me in my sleep. Or, hey, great leader. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> is that real or are you like no that's actually real okay um or you know hey great leader make make this other cult member uh eat poop it's hilarious <laughs> um but here's the problem one of the ones well there's two problems one this is selling is, me on the game by the way oh no that's fine except there's only so many quests oh, so oh. you'll be asked to do the same one more than once oh the other problem is one of the ones that you will get is this place isn't is like if you're such a great leader why does this place looks look so bad make some decorations Mm. which is fine because as you go through the dungeons you will find blueprints for different decorations for customizing your camp and it it is they're nice. Like, the, the art style is really wonderful, and you can really make your camp into something really cool looking. I, for example, have a giant skull with flames in the eyes. Like you I do, like yeah. a lot. Right? Like, it's a cult. Give me a break. But here's the problem. You can't move anything once you've built it, and you can't take down anything once you've built oh, it. Oh, no. No, thank you. No, thank you. Right? That's exactly. a hard pass. Yeah. The other thing, and the... the this is hilarious. So uh, our uh, coworker of, of me and Dave uh, named Cam, you when when you recruit a cult member, uh, 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 similar to what you were talking about, as you go through the dungeons, you can rescue. Uh, they're not people. They're all little animals. You can rescue them and then indoctrinate them into your cult. And this is how you get new cult members. You can rename them. This is your opportunity to rename them, and you can make them look like any of the of the follower forms that you have unlocked. You can change their color. So if you want to make a, a bunch of, you know, uh, a pink frog people, you can. If that's what your cult looks like, that's fine. I made a bunch of white stags because that was my favorite. I thought it was really cute. Then you find a unicorn, and then I had a bunch of unicorn followers because of course but anyway so uh our co-worker cam thought it would be hilarious to name all of his cult members randy <laughs> and and he was funny. correct that is funny except then your cult members will come to you and say oh great leader oh no will you please kill randy oh that's and in no way does the game indicate to you who which randy is I there's like. no you don't see a little picture there's no quest marker uh-uh. nope hey, this sounds like who, who published this this is devolver, devolver. it's devolver mm-hmm. devolver is typically very very good about qa like 
very good about QA. This is this is weird. It's weird oh. that there this is so unpolished. Oh then oh wait but wait okay so you'll get you'll get another request from a cult member uh to uh mar oh please marry me I love you uh I like you no wait I love you will you please marry me if you it by the way if you say no to a quest you lose a huge amount of faith. Oh, weird. Yeah, your faith meter drops. And if your faith meter drops to zero, your cult members are going to leave and take everything. Mm. So you want to keep that faith faith meter well stocked. You don't want to turn down a, a, a mission unless you've got that buffer. But you can only member, you can only marry a cult member inside your temple. Well, that makes sense. Okay. Only for six members of your cult will follow you into temple at any given moment and you don't get to decide who huh you can only members oh you can only marry or sacrifice or whatever somebody in the room so if the appropriate cult member isn't doesn't happen to be one of the ones that followed you into temple you can't complete the mission that's so weird like yeah yeah, it just it just sounds like this game came out really unfinished. Uh, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird because like the combat is tight. Hmm. The combat is really really good. So I have the feeling that I mean maybe I I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to make any assumptions about this yeah. dev team. Like they thought people wouldn't care that much about the sim side. They would care more about the the cult side. I don't know. Uh, the combat works really, really well. Um, the Like I said, the look of it is phenomenal. The sound is great. The writing is great. Just a lot of mechanical issues mm. with, with the way the systems interact. It sounds to me like what this game needed was where a lot of roguelikes do this is they go into early access and yeah. they spend a year mm. like Hades... Yeah. Only got that good because it was like in early access for a year and a half. Like, was it really? Yeah, it was, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when it got announced at the Game Awards, it was only on Epic, yeah. and it was technically early access for a long mm. time. And yeah, like like that's how you they determine like oh well this it need we need this set of items to like shore up over here we need to work in these etc etc like rogue legacy 2 was in early access for a year um the curse to golf which just came out i think that was in early access too like it just it feels like you like for a roguelike yeah. kind of game you yeah. really need that kind of user interaction to give you the data that you need to like how are people actually playing this game yeah. um, especially like i mean things like you know devolver's not a small company they're a public company now so they should have resources for qa and that sort of thing but like small independent teams can use early access as a way to get that information instead and like from like live players who are enga actually engaging with the game so i feel like like yeah maybe that's what it needed it just needed like a year of early access for them to one add more quests to do because it sounds like that yeah. is a, a huge like just problem with the game mm -hmm. uh and two to just yeah fix all of the weird stuff the all the the weird edge cases that they may not catch during testing i don't i don't know why i didn't fall in love with hades like you guys did 
because I played a shitload of it. I like recently was like, why didn't I connect with Hades? And I looked at my the Switch thing, and it was like over twenty hours. I was like, I clearly liked it enough to to spend almost a day of my life playing it. <laughs> but I like it, none of it stuck, and I don't I don't know if why. you if you didn't make it past Meg. Which you might not have. Oh no, I got past Meg. I got, oh, got past Meg. Yeah, okay. I got, I got right. deep in there. I got, I got deep in. It just like I, I don't know. I well, okay. To full disclosure, I didn't start it until after I went on my returnal pilgrimage. Um, oh, so I should. There it is. I should clarify that. <laughs> that's, that that, that that's what it is, man. <laughs> yeah. Like return returnal is so special. I mean, it's just really special. I I'm not kidding. It's a top ten game of all time. Like yeah. I think I think Returnal is like a, one of the ten best video games ever. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. So like when Hades came out, I think it's also important to note that it hit in pandemic times. Yeah, yeah. Um, like like early pandemic mm-hmm. times. Uh, it 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 was it was doing something that nothing else had done recently, and it was doing it so well. It's and it was also it was very much a shared experience because we were all playing it at the same time. Because sure. what the hell else are we gonna do? And and it but uh, like the art style was just exceptional. The voice acting was amazing like all of it just really worked yeah it's so hard well. it's hard for cult of the lamb to exist in a world where that game yeah. also exists you yeah. know they're, yes. they're different yeah um because like you know if, if somebody's like yeah do you want to play this roguelike combat thing with lush 2d animation i'd be like i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah well, right over there i will say mm. that like that that sim aspect is what in, in intrigues me yes. the most about it because mm-hmm. that's i mean like that is the differentiating factor right and, like we were talking about this in in the discord though where it's like 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 the conversation came out like what genre of game would you like completely get rid of and i don't necessarily like the idea of like just getting rid of something entirely uh but like something like roguelike is one of those things where i would tell developers maybe cool it cool it off a little bit because it (laughs) is it's one of those things where it's like unless you've got an idea that's as good as hades or as good as slay the spire or as good as you know even like enter the gungeon um Mm. or you have something like cult of the lamb where like you have this other element that differentiates you from other games what are you doing like yeah i'm just gonna go play (laughs) like okay you have a card-based roguelike like i'm just gonna play slay the spire because that's the good one you know like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah like it's good to hear it, that like the sim stuff is interesting enough to carry it but yeah i like i don't know hearing about those bugs makes I miss, me wanna... i missed that conversation in the discord what were you guys answer for genre you would get rid of I mean, uh, like roguelike and souls like i think were the two that but again it's i think it's less the genre as a problem and more just like right the familiarity well and when someone tries to make a souls like it's not as good as the actual souls games you know i i'm fine with that i just want the fans to go away well yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't i don't want any 
genre to go away uh i i want in-app purchases to go away yeah yeah i'm with you i i nothing the other day i was reading this wonderful comic book from uh the late 90s called planetary have you guys ever heard of planetary it's great um it's uh about these three like this organization that are archaeologists for strange happenings in the world and the premise of the comic was in 1999 very novel but it was um you know it it was basically sort of a what if all comics and all pulp fiction and everything was all in one single continuity so it's like oh so Fortnite. right but like fun it's like you know like what if the the idea of like the shadow and alan quarterman and all of this stuff happened in like one single world but all of it had been covered up by the fantastic four because they were evil fuckers um <laughs> yeah cool premise but there's a moment in it where there's one character that is describing magic as a cheat code for reality which i i i love that analogy they're like yeah like all a, a virus is in a, com- in a computer game or a cheat code is a command that the creator didn't necessarily want. And magic is this imposition of will. And I was reading that and I was like, cheat codes? I miss cheat codes so fucking much. And I realized that there's an entire generation of people playing video games that have no context for things that developers put in to allow you to engage the game in different ways that isn't a source of monetization and that's a fucking bummer like yeah that sucks like like all cheat codes are in in in-app purchases now and that blows uh pre-order now to get big head mode oh my god that's just ugh ugh like do you you remember the 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 pre-order bonuses for that sonic origins yes the, like the collect it was like like you would get a widescreen mode or something <laughs> if you pre- it was like like stuff that was like this should be in the game but, oh no but yeah, like yeah yeah it's rough yeah. it's rough um no, i i just back back in the before time <laughs> mobile games cost money yeah, yeah. and they had demos yeah and it was like, okay, play the demo for an hour, and then if you like it, you pay your 10 or your 20 bucks, and you get a game. Yay! And that all went away. And and consequently, like, the style of game went away also. So now, all, all, all mobile games are designed around in-app purchases because that's the economy. And I hate it. Yeah, it sucks. Like, finding something good within that framework is incredibly challenging. And I recognize that, hey, it works, and that's how they make money, and therefore they would be stupid to not do that. I get it. That is that is how the the that is how the modern mobile gamer. Oh, <laughs> I did it. Uh, I mean, that's that's what they want, and they've shown that. I get that. They're just wrong and bad. Yeah, they're wrong and bad. Do they I, want it, or do they just respond to it because that's what's there? Oh yeah, okay, fair. That's that's a fair distinction. You're right. <laughs> I I I know that this isn't totally true, and maybe I'm just naive, but it's why I still buy 
games of a type by creators I like at launch because I want the message to be this is how I want things to be made. 100% I do that too. Yeah, like I... I <laughs> I am there on day one. Like, yes, I know that if I wait a few months, triangle strategy will be uh, $30 at Target, but I, I I don't want that. I want the message to be, please yep. make the whole game. <laughs> make your whole game, release it all at once, and don't ask me to fucking buy a hat in the middle of it, you bastards. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a reason I pre-order the Dark Pictures games. Right, yeah. 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 And I, and yeah, I want to reward developers who are not doing the thing. The trash. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh before we move on to our next topic, I do want to make you guys laugh with one little bon mot related to all of this. So, uh I have discovered that there is like an old mom and pop sh- shop that I used to go to in New York is now like just because of the pandemic they started doing mail order and Mm. it's like ye olden times when there was like best buy gamer club they're like yeah if you pre-order a game with us it's ten dollars off like like bar none like and so i was like fuck i want to take advantage of that uh while the getting's good because lord knows they'll probably stop doing it soon (laughs) and i'm like oh let's well let's look at the end of 2022 what do i want to play between here and the end of 22 and the answer is there are six games coming out and only one of them isn't published by square (laughs) oh wow (laughs) what is it bayonetta which may as well be fucking which may as well be let's be honest yeah but yeah like i uh i i that's pretty embarrassing I mean, but embarrassing for who? Embarrassing for you or embarrassing for the or industry? For the, I was just going to say, mm. probably, it's not just, it, that's not all on me. It's not all on me for wanting medieval I mean, they're the only people. publisher releasing anything this holiday season. They are. They're it. And, like, they're actually releasing things that are new and fucking weird looking. Who makes something called the Dio Field Chronicles in a year that isn't 1997? I'm delighted. That's a good question. Yeah, no, that's... That also, what is that game? Because that sounds like my kind of thing. Oh, Yo, it looks crazy. There's um, a demo right now on, on th- everything, yeah. I think. And it and th- the lead platform was Switch, so the fucking demo runs like gold on Switch. Oh, there's a demo on the Switch. Yeah, yeah Susan, progress carries over too. Download okay. this demo. To, like it's uh, like a strategy-ish RPG, but like it's, okay. it's not. There's no model for what this game is. Well, like. did you play Final Fantasy XII Revenant Wings on the DS? <laughs> Nobody played Revenant Wings. <laughs> I played Revenant Wings. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but it, no, it's yes, basically like similar. it's it's a real time strategy, but you're controlling like individual heroes instead yeah. of like large groups of troops. So you're like there'll be enemies off in the corner, and you have to take your characters and you move them across the map, and then you activate mm, abilities and cool. stuff. It's like it's a real time strategy game instead of turn based, which is a neat take. But with it's got like, a neat look to it too. It's got a really weird look, like you know, just sort of like okay. also weird I have to, high drama. It, I, yeah. I have to I have to read the names of these characters too because the names they're, they're very silly are very good. Okay, so main character is Andreas Ronderson. <laughs> okay. And 
Frederick Lester. The best name of the game is Iscarian Colchester. 1997 video games. This is like a PS1 game. I think that, like, the art, the yeah, character design, I think, is like the Strong Kudelka energy. Yes. Yes. Strong Kudelka energy. Yes! Yes! I, th- yes! I think the, the character designer is the same guy who did like Vagrant Story too. So I think there, yeah. there's definitely nice. some. Uh, nice. Waltaken Redditch. <laughs> of uh, course. Yeah. Isolaire Wigan. Yes. Lorraine Luckshaw. <laughs> I just, so but, but it's like it's like it's this like blend of like 1800s England and steampunk kind of looking stuff. It's it I'm looks in. yeah, it yeah. looks it looks cool. But like it's I'm steampunk it. steampunk by way of like Kodelka sequel. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like I I was I looked at it and I was like, there's no fucking way I'm gonna play that game on PlayStation 5. It's just like way too slow to be on a TV. And when the demo came out a couple of weeks ago, every like all of the impressions uh, were like it loads instantly, runs buttery smooth on Switch. It's very clear that they made this for Switch and then just ported it up. Yeah, so I it runs fucking, great on Steam Deck too. So yeah, hell it's, yeah, uh, dude. Uh, oh, and the music's by the people who did the music for Game of Thrones too. So oh, I didn't oh, wow. know that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, huh. So related. <laughs> Speaking of characters with hilarious names, <laughs> uh, speaking of genres unto themselves that will never die because nobody wants them to go away. Dave, you've been playing a series near and dear to my heart uh, that I described on this show last year as what if you took the guitar solo from November Rain and turned it into a video game? And it's East. Yes. You've been playing the East. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, so I'm at that point right now where nothing's really clicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, Soul Hackers just came out yesterday, and I have put 30 minutes into it. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's like I can't like talk about like it. Like, it looks yeah. nice. That's all I got. I'm sorry. Of course it does. Yeah. This, this is a relevant question for SMT adjacent games because this is the you know Persona. The answer would be no. SMT 4 and 5? The answer is no. Were you allowed to play the game in the first half <laughs> hour? Yes. Hey! Okay. Yes. Progress. There, there, there was about like 20 minutes of dialogue, but then once I got in, I could run around. There's a, Okay, not to get into it too much, but there's a lot of like tutorials really? in the opening minutes of Soul Hackers 2, which is interesting. Um, like I have not seen it quite this tutorial as before. Anyway. So I'll have more to say on that on the next episode. But uh, in the meantime, I've just been plucking away at East 1 and 2 on the PC Engine Mini. Uh, th- those games are great. <laughs> like the, uh, my, my, my experience with East, like it started with 8. It was always one of those series like you hear about, but there's so many of them. That it's just right. like it's really hard to like 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 is this something that I should care about? Um, Dave, there uh, aren't that many of them. There's nine okay. games, and, okay. and eight okay. of them have been remade five we're, times, and all of those remixes are different games. We're going to get and into then there's that a prequel. <laughs> we're going to get into that uh, because I have like like reading like in playing this and wanting to actually like dive into the series. I open up the Wikipedia page. And like, like not since Wonder Boy 
have I been completely mystified by a development timeline? <laughs> um but yeah like so yeah my experience was like i originally jumped on eight because i read uh a review uh by uh, like a polygon review was like effusive about like they loved it and and so okay i'll give it a shot there's nothing else at the time and it it was great like it looks kind of cheap they all kind of look cheap but it looks it looks like exactly what it is yeah a like vita the, game yes <laughs> even nine does too uh, <laughs> but uh it was just it was just a joy to play like it's just it's like it's it's frictionless there is nothing to separate you from looking cool while shredding guitar solos just wail over everything like and on top of like whether they're adding like the the tower defense systems or they're adding the like island building systems or they're adding like different exploration mechanics doesn't matter you're still looking cool and they're shredding guitar over everything and then so i started playing east one and two because it's like the it's the the first two games in the series they were originally made for like a japanese computer that hudson soft basically took the two games smushed them into one put it out on cd with uh english voiceover which is like it's early uh (laughs) it's very good and um and like just really good cd audio music like the music is impeccable again just shredding guitar uh but it, it it was really interesting to see how much that core that i really enjoyed from eight and nine is still there even all those years ago like that no matter how many layers that they've been adding on top of these games it's still just about like you're a dude it's an adventure just run into stuff yeah, as Dave, explain explain how plays. combat yeah Susan, have you ever played did you play these games back when nope, nope. Okay. Uh, explain how combat works in East 1 and 2 because it doesn't work like it works in any other video game ever. Yeah. Uh, because it presents as Zelda. Like, if you look at it, you're like, oh, I bet it plays like Zelda and it doesn't at no, all. No, it does not at all. So, like, uh, in reading about this, like, it sounds like they actually went this direction. They wanted to just make it more accessible to people. And what they did is instead of pressing a button to attack, you bump into them. <laughs> You, you bump them. You go, I have a sword, I equip the sword, I have armor and a shield. All that does is just affect your stats, your ability to take or give damage. You see an enemy, you bump him. And you keep bumping him, you go boop, 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 until he dies. You see a little health bar down at the bottom, your health bar is up on top, right above it, on the bottom of the screen. And then if you start to lose health, you're like, oh, no, I'm not the right level or I don't have the right gear for this or I'm not like bumping him at the right angle. So I got to run away. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It it is impossible. Even if you watch a video of it, it's impossible to internalize how good it feels. So, yeah, it feels real good. You know, like when you you when you have like toy magnets and you you have the opposite charges and you can feel mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. resistance mm-hmm. imagine like turning that into an 80s video game feel where it's like <laughs> like there's like you almost feel like you're being repelled and the way 
it is animated and the way the sound works it is it activates something in yeah. the human brain that is it's primal it is primal <laughs> <laughs> this is bizarre yeah bizarre but, but it, it it lends that like that's why it's fun is because it is like it's really easy to play you just Mm -hmm. you just get in there you just make sure that you have the right gear if you don't have the right gear you farm a little bit to get better gear uh and then you just run into enemies and uh so they do introduce a few wrinkles in the second game so like originally these games were were made separately but the pc engine slash turbo graphics version combines them and it's like really clever the way they do it too where it's like um the idea is that you are at all kristen you're the the red-headed adventurer in all these games and you're investigating um an island where like a magic wall has been erected and oh no your ship sinks because that's what happens in all these games and you end up on this island and you start to discover that there's like this evil guy in a tower and you need to collect these books of east there's like talk of this magic land and eventually you climb the tower that's like like most of the back half of that game is spent in that tower um and then you beat the bad guy whose name is Dark Fact in this one. The translation, the, the translation's Fact. a little like the they 80s. call it, they call enemies goons. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> so you beat him, and then you get the final book, and then you read it, and then like that's kind of where the game ends in the first. Like originally, it's like white light envelops the screen, and the game ends. But in this, it shows you a cutscene, which again, like PC Engine, like cutscenes on the CD, they look, they look pretty cool. They still look good. Uh, but it's it shoots you off to the magic land of East, where Game Two starts, and you carry all of your items are gone except for the books, but all of your health, um, that you've like the the levels and the health that you've accumulated. Oh, okay bring they're with you in east too uh and so in that one you're actually like exploring the land of east and trying to find a way out and figuring out what's going on here uh but yeah like it's all just like it's it's like the later games they're they're deep enough to be interesting but like simple enough that you can just kind of just vibe what are the what are the weird bump enemies <laughs> bump them to, to like say about this too is that east one and two like quietly has never gone away like these two games bundled together have been in print in some way pretty much consistently since 1988 but every single version of them is different Yes. So there's like a DS version of them. There's a Super Nintendo version of them. There's a PSP version, a Steam version, and they're all kind of different. They're all different, (laughs) which is funny because I like uh, because they're kind of old games. Like I've been going through a walkthrough. There's there's some obtuse puzzles that are just very like of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of the guides that I've been fa- that I've been finding are for East One and Two on Steam, and it's close, but it's not the same. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I'm just like, like what? Where's the? There's where's this treasure they're talking about? It's fucking. It's not there. It's different not game. there. It's a different, different game. Different. Game. Uh, so it, yeah, it's just it. Uh, it's been interesting go- to go through. But yeah, like East Two adds like you you start learning magic so like one of the first things you learn is a fireball and you can just shoot fire at people so you're not just bumping people 
you're shooting fire at them. Uh, one of the cool abilities that you earn uh, is a wand that transforms you into a little yellow roux, they call them. They're these little monsters. And instead of fighting people now when you walk into them, or fighting enemies, you can talk to them. And they all have something different to say about, like you know working for their evil overlord or whatever giving you hints about where to go next or solve puzzles and stuff it's really clever like again like with the context of these games being made in 88 89 it there's like it's still really playable uh even today Mm -hmm. even with like you know the the less than okay translation and um just some of the weird like archaicness of of the design but like it's it's good enough that like i'm gonna finish two and i want to roll right into three just to see you know like like you do with the series you want to play and like even though the story doesn't really matter because even the timeline between sequential numbers doesn't really line up like they're not like it doesn't matter right but but dave which three oh my god okay so because there are four different games called yeah. the East 3. Yeah. And so, not like, oh, there's kind of differences. Like, one is a fucking side-scroller and, like, one is Zelda. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is this is where I'm getting to where the differences are so vast. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, East 3 is, is a direct sequel. Uh, the PC 8801 version was actually made by Falcom, but they... Like up until like I want to say five, they were farming out development of console versions to other companies. Mm-hmm. There's a Turbo Graphics version, there's a Genesis version, and there's a Super Nintendo version of East Three. They're all mostly the same, but they're all different and just very like the graphics are a little better in the Genesis version, but the Turbo Graphics version has CD audio. The Super Nintendo version I hear is the worst of all of them. Yeah, it sucks. but it but sucks. also like it may have the best translation just because the names actually line up because the when Hudson Soft localized the games they called a character a character named Dogie his name is Colin in these games so if you go and try to play later games like the names don't line up it's that is blasphemy e- to change Dogie's name yes because he's Dogie forever then uh, yeah <laughs> then there's East Four. <laughs> there are two games with the name East 4. Uh, a game that was made for the Super Famicom that they licensed out to Tonkin House. Tonkin House made this game. And then they licensed out another version to Hudson Soft to make a game for the Turbo Graphics. They are different, like different stories, but they're set kind of in the same world to the point that, like, I think Falcom said that the Super Nintendo version is like an alternate version of the events <laughs> that happened in the Turbo Graphics game. But like, they said that years after the fact. East so, Five, we never got. Dave, here, here's the deal. Yes, there, there is a golden rule for this. Okay, the golden rule for playing East games is whatever the most recent version of that game, with the exception of book one and two, whatever is the most recent version made by Falcom is the one to play. Okay. So, like, don't play any of the old 90s versions of three. Like, in, like, in, like unless you're just curious. Play the PSP game 
called East the Othan Felgana. Oh my god, they don't even we, call it East 3? They don't even call it East 3, but oh, it is oh. East 3. Don't play anything called East 4. Play the PS Vita and PlayStation 4 game East Memories of Celsida because that's East 4, but it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Susan, in your head, you're like, I could run a cult better than these assholes making my games. I I, I could fucking run a cult better than these people. So what's interesting to me, and this is completely random and may have absolutely nothing to do with this, there was a Genesis game, Path of something Lagoon, it was an RPG and it had Lagoon in the title and I stopped playing it because the way you attacked enemies was by bumping into them. Was it just <laughs> called Lagoon? Because there was a Super Nintendo game called... No, you you use a sword in Lagoon. In, oh, okay. In Super Nintendo. You, I mean, no, you have a no, sword, but you just... You just bump into them. You just bump into them. And I, I think it was like the, the path of the path of it, or, although I may be confusing that with the path of Dragoon. But no, it had Lagoon in the title, and I took it back because I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> this is not good combat. All I'm doing is bumping into bad guys. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder if, like, they... They took that inspiration from Ease. I, yeah, I, and I just get, did they, it badly. They probably did. They probably did. The funny, the funny thing is, is the the to this day that bumping, that freneticism, is maintained in some way, and like it's why. I was so effusive after playing East 9 where I was like, yeah. this game fucking, like, nothing's gonna beat this, this game of the year could fucking go awesome. Because, like, you know, you could play a normal action RPG. You're, oh, I'm Link, I'm running down, I'm gonna cook now. But East 9, it's just like, you're tumbling constantly. You are just, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, I'm never car- stopping. Never, you never stop never stopping. That is what, <laughs> like, the. <laughs> It is, it is, like, it is so pacifying to a busy mind to just be like, oh, I got a quest on the other side of the world, here I go! And then, like, oh, a, a cat person just joined my party, now I can run up walls, I'm, nothing will stand in my way! It's just constantly giving you that feeling of, you feel the magnetic resistance, but then you cross over, and it's over and over and over again. Uh, it's very weird to play the PSP games because uh, like they are action RPGs and they feel like a PSP game, you know, but and like they're tiny teensy tiny little characters. But holy shit, they move like the mice in Choo Choo Rocket. You're like, yeah, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here, I'm over here. Yeah, that's the, that's the experience we're playing East Water 2, too, because it's like, yeah, like it looks like Legend of Zelda, and Link, he's kind of, he moves, but he's not like super fast, whereas Adol is just like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Dave, don't, like, there's, there's not gold in those mines to be like, I'm gonna do every single one, uh, and some of them like, unfortunately, just suck. Like, there's a PC version of six and a PlayStation Two version of six, and neither is very good. Cool. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, like you'll get it to boot on your Steam Deck and it'll run fine, but it it it, it kind of sucks. Uh, 
but yeah there's fascinating series so yeah yeah <laughs> no just like oh like again like just looking up this this history of the series that i know nothing about like the two guys that created it would go on to form quintet after finishing e3 right like so everything they, they, like susan they jumped ship to go make illusion of act raiser and act raiser oh interesting yeah um <laughs> there's a little which explains of so mu- well i mean that explains why those games feel so good to play yeah mm-hmm. they're yeah. it's they're just so fluid and then then they make you question the nature of reality and religion and the very core of your own being there's yeah see that's in quintet in east it's just yeah. like i want to ask you a very serious question what if you fucking never stopped rocking <laughs> <laughs> Like, 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 it would literally, you've got Eddie Munson playing guitar in the Upside Down on top of a trailer. I would want to see, like, Adol Kristen, the the redheaded hero of this. Like, you would see, like, all the bats attacking him, and then he would just be flipping through them. Just bump, just like, no, he'd just be bumping into them. Here we go! Um... Also, yeah, finding out that Yuzo Koshiro did the original music that they arranged in for the CD tracks. Well, yeah, like yeah, it it's just the best people make like out of the gate making one of the most defining video games of all time. Like it's <laughs> and again, like every my entire experience with the PC Engine Mini, it feels like an alternate universe where if I had gotten one of these instead of a Genesis, I would be a very I would still be weird, but like I would be weird more like you, Anthony. I think <laughs> close. I would. I would be much more, more weird. That is so on the money, man. <laughs> wall scroll. You narrowly avoided wall scrolls. This is, this is what happens when you play and an, trigun. You play it. You play an East game too early. There's only one path. Uh, <laughs> uh, so. Uh, Susan, I was telling this to Dave, and like the the history is so fucking convoluted that even I fucked it up. Is I was like, what's interesting is East Five was the only one that was like made for Super Nintendo, and then Falcom never remade it. There's not yeah, there's some a, other there, like it's the one game. There's like one version of it, right? There's an version of it, and then like you know, in like the early aughts, like. Taito made their own like port of it for like flip phones and PlayStation 2, but it's not the same game. And the people that have like are still cranking out the series are like, yeah, we they tend to like to make a new game and then a remake and then a new game and then a remake. And they were like, we're not sure what we're going to do after East 9, but we're thinking about 5, but we're not quite sure how to approach it. And the reason that this is interesting, I'm glad they're circumspect about it, is that this is like the whole premise of the whole series is that Adol Kristen is like an Alan Quartermain type. Like, you are okay. hearing about this as he's like 90 years old, and every game is based on one of like the a journals book. Yeah, it's of like his the adventures. Book of East is right. the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. And it, it's not chronological, so it's like every game is bouncing around to a different point in his life, and they're all bouncing around the different continents of the world. So it's like. You know, East 8 is taking place in, like, a sort of Polynesian archipelago, and East 9 is taking place in what is supposed to be, like, a sort of Victorian-era France. 
Okay. Ease 5 is the only one that takes place in this world's proxy for the African continent. Oh! Right. Boy. So if you're gonna go back to that well Uh. in this, the year of our Lord 2022, you better come correct. (laughs) Yeah. I, like, it's... I, I, you know, they're... They're very good about representation in their games. Uh, their perviness is like I'd give it like a you know six out of ten. Anthony's uh, av- uh, average, average Japanese anime perviness. Av- like average a- perviness, okay. um, not not extreme. Uh, but yeah, if they if they ever bring this one out of the Disney vault, it's gonna be interesting how it manifests. Mm. Every everybody should play an East game though. Just just fucking Don't They're play all, like, Don't play East Nine on your Switch. I'm just gonna say that for everybody. Oh, no. Don't don't no. put it in your oh, okay. put it in your PlayStation five. Right in your PlayStation They're all, 5. All of the ones that are not all of them, but like you can play most of the series on on Steam. Like it's mm-hmm. all like origin origin, which again, like you want to six hundred years of the past. It's a totally different game. <laughs> and it's not like a remake. It's just yeah. its own thing. But yeah, like Origin one and two, like you said, the remake of three. I don't think four is on there. Memories, Six is on there. Yeah, mem- Seven, memory. eight, nine mm-hmm. are all on there. Yeah, and seven is awesome. Like seven is that's the one where they like that's where the modern version sort of took off, right? With mm-hmm. like the dodging and the yeah. Okay. Seven is like one of if anybody was ever going to do like I need to play PSP and experience the PSP. Seven is like probably top three PSP games. It's like Pat upon Metal Gear seven. Acid. Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear Acid. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> fucking Metal Gear Acid. Get that, what is it, the, what What did they call it? The, like, the 3D glasses that it came with? But they, they had a name oh, for it. Gosh. Oh my god. Um, it's very Dave, dumb. Dave, who are the people listening to this that are yelling out the name of the 3D glasses for the PS? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, uh, our Patreon backers who are going to tell me in the Discord, um, Yes, patreon.com slash continue podcast. Um, we appreciate any contribution that you can give. But at the $10 level, I shout you out on the podcast, which I'm going to do right now. Uh, shout outs to Josh Jamie Souza, John Belf, Toast, Adam Gauntlet, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Canonical, Tom Coveney, and Nick Rugen. Thank you. You are. Thank you all. You're great. You are the best. I'm not sure you're ready to run a cult, but <laughs> <laughs> you're great people. Not, not ready to run a cult. Not well. cult ready. Not cult. Yeah. <laughs> not cult ready. Is that the episode title? That might. That might. That might be it. Dude. I don't know. You said the wet beef show, and I think <laughs> <laughs> I did say that. I did say that. Uh, everybody, you can, as we mentioned multiple times during the show, uh, back us at patreon.com slash continue podcast. And that's a good thing, because if you back us at the $5 level, you can hang out in our wonderful little 
pocket of ne'er-do-wells on Discord. It's a good place. It's a good place full of fun people, and you should come hang out. If you can't, we understand. Uh, share the show, please. Inflict it on your cousins who already hate you. Just, just somebody. Just get it out there, and uh, that would be a good thing. You can find us on Spotify and iTunes. And what's like a... I can't think of a defunct podcast service. Damn it. Um, I was going to be like, what's the Friendster of podcasts? Yeah, what's, what's, what's the Yahoo yeah. podcast? Of, is, there, is there a Yahoo podcast? Uh, Dave, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at David Robots. Uh, occasionally, twitch.tv slash continue podcast. It's been quiet over there, but I need to get back in there. Mm. I've got uh, a Dreamcast that I'm going to be throwing a hard drive in eventually, so I'll probably be playing that on there a bit. Little Cosmic Smash. Little Cosmic yeah. Smash. Yeah. Uh, Susan, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, where I will probably be sharing my thoughts about strange horticulture, which I downloaded right before the show. Oh, tight. I want to hear about that game. That, yes. that, that, that game. that trailer for that shit, it was like Susan yeah, the that's Game. Yeah, that's a Susan game. Yeah. Um, you can follow me at a John Agnello where i mean it's not good for you like i'm not i'm not gonna say you should you can i guess um but yeah all right everybody we'll see you in two weeks goodbye goodbye Bye.